Welcome to episode 24 of Virgo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Cruise. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. And joining me as always is League Freak. He's on Twitter at League Freak. How are you, mate? I'm pretty good. Um, origin time. Excellent. Let's do this. Absolutely. The uh, Both origin sides have been named. The New South Wales one last night. The Queensland one just recently. So we'll look at the Maroons first. Um, being decimated by injuries. Um, so, yeah, this is their 17 for game one at fullback. Callum Ponga. Then we've got Corey Oates, Michael Morgan, Will Chambers, Dean Gagai in the halves, Munster, Cherry Evans. In the forwards, Jai Arrow, Ben Hunter Hooker, Josh Papali, Felice Kafusi, Matt Gillette, Josh Maguire. And on the bench, Moses Mbai, Dylan Napper, Joe Pengawi, David Feeder, and Tim Glasby's the 18th man. Thoughts? A uh, little bit surprised that Mbai is there. Not in great form in the NRL. I don't know what he adds to the side. Uh, I'd be shocked if he played. I think Tim Glasby is going to come in. I think that they'll put Hunt to the bench to start the game and Maguire will start at hooker. Um, What do you reckon about that? Yeah, look, uh, I can't see why Mbai's on there. I'd actually argue why is Mbai in the side ahead of Corey Thompson? And I don't even think Corey Thompson should be in the team. Mm. Um. So I don't know why he's been picked. There's so much versatility in the 1-7 to seven for the Queensland side. If they lose one player there, they can move Hunt into the halves. They can move Munster into the centres if they need to. And you might as well, with that going on, and obviously, with, as you said, Maguire could play hooker, you might as well just put four forwards on the bench. Yeah, and we've we've talked about this before. Queensland kind of have to go for it. They can't be playing it safe. And I think when you look at the New South Wales team, I think Queensland definitely have to have four forwards on the bench, uh, especially when you consider, as you say, all of that versatility that they've got in the back line. It just doesn't make sense to then have more off of the bench. I just don't understand why they do that. Um, I don't think their bench is great, but I think that it's the sort of bench they have to choose. They haven't got a really big player pool to pull from. And, They've really got to see if some of these young players are up to it or not. Um, I, I think their back line is not too bad, actually. There's a lot of experience there. I mean, Pong is in good form. Uh, I think Maguire will be fine in the centres. They've put a lot of, of faith in Cherry Evans to come back and play at halfback without having played for a number of weeks. But, you know, he's got experience and they were, they've been set on having him as their halfback since really like Thurston, and and that was gone on their way. So, um, And if he's not playing great, they can always shove Maguire in in the halves. You know, if something happens to him, if he gets re-injured again, they can do that. So I really like their back line and their their versatility. I like their halves. But up front, I think they're a little bit threadbare. Um, Josh Papali's in good form. Arrow's in pretty good form. Uh, Kafusi's all playing all right. I think Gillette is not in great form. Um, Maguire's playing all right, and his versatility is fantastic. But, yeah, that bench is a little bit of a worry. Yeah, the problem isn't going to be the first 20 minutes or so. It's going to be when they start hitting the hitting the interchange. Yeah. Because, essentially, they've got Napper and Fafita um, on the bench as your impact players. Um, Offerhand Gowie. 
I don't know. I, look, he's a good player. I just don't think he's been in great form this year. Yeah, and, I'm surprised that they named him. Yeah, and I, I probably would have had um, Jared Wallace there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, he, he has been in good form. And, you know, another prop that's always helpful in origin. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I guess what they're thinking about is if they lose this first game, it's then hard to give younger players a go in the second game because you're trying to save the series. Mm. Maybe that's the direction they're going in um, because, yeah, it's, it's a little bit... They've got a couple of decisions there on the bench which are very surprising, but, like, I mean, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It might not have even been on the podcast. Their player pool is so small compared to New South Wales, that it's kind of shocking when you see it. Um, and it's something that they really, the Queensland Rugby League, for all the success they've had, they really should have been working on building that player pool. And it's, you know, at some point this team has to select just who's there. And I guess that they're better off going for young players, seeing if they can step up rather than some of the older players that you could select and you kind of know what you're going to get from them. Yeah, it's... it's- Almost has a bit of a feel of, of um, the early nineties and mid nineties, I dare say, with with the Queensland side, especially mm. given that the New South Wales side has got so much talent to pick from. Mm. It's sort of got that ominous feeling about it that New South Wales should be winning just by sheer um, sheer numbers more than anything is you know as to quality players that are in form oh, and what's God, available. <laughs> my, my, my daughter's playing a game behind me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I I agree with that. Um, and we're so used to seeing this Queensland team just stacked with stars where you don't even talk about most of their team because they pick themselves. And it's interesting to see them um, having to really search for players all of a sudden. Um, as I said, it's a position they shouldn't have been in, really, but it, it is what it is. And, you know, I... I'm always a big fan of picking youngsters and seeing how they go if you know what you're going to get out of older players. So I, I don't think it's the worst team that they could have selected. There's just I, Although I wouldn't have Mbai in there at all. I just don't think he's in any sort of form. I don't think he gives you that sort of versatility. I don't think he's that explosive. I just wouldn't have him in the side at all. And to be honest, wasn't even thinking about him for origin. No, neither was I. I don't think he's in many people's calculations because that's the thing. Who, who's he? Who's he going to cover for? Like he's going to come onto the field if if that backline stays fit. Who comes off for and by to play? Yeah, and I, I don't, and I don't want him in the halves. Well, like, no, and he's not better than Ponga at fullback. No, and I mean, uh, and yeah, you, don't, I just you can't get you can't lose Morgan because he's going to be a playmaker on that edge there. Mm-hmm. The only one he could possibly replace is Chambers because they're in similar form, I guess, but. That's not really an improvement bringing on an out-of-form player to replace an out-of-form player. So it's it's a real head-scratcher, that one. I don't I don't get that one at all. Yeah. If, if that's a tactic to try and put New South Wales off because they're not going to play him because he's really the 18th man, I don't think New South Wales is losing sleep over it. No, especially when the 18th man is, is Tim Glasby, who's just a toiler. Yeah. He's not yeah. someone who's going to give New South Wales headaches as far as, you know, how do you defend him? Mm-hmm. He's just a, he's a solid toiler. You're going to get the same performance out of Glasby every week. He's going to do a good job for Queensland, but he's not an attacking threat. No. Um, so, yeah, it makes no sense. I don't know what they're doing there. Um, on to the New South Wales side. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 
this side mostly picked itself. So Not we've much. got uh, Tedesco, Addo Carr, Latron Mitchell, Josh Morris, Nick Kotrick making his debut on the wing, Cody Walker also on debut in the 5-8th role, Nathan Cleary's retained his spot at halfback, uh, Clemmer, Cook, Vaughan, Cordner, Frizzell, Trebojevic, and on the bench is Jack Whiten, Cameron Murray, Angus Crichton, and Payne Haas. Uh, they've got quite a few uh, debutants in there, and mm-hmm. hey, they're all playing bloody good footy, so why not? Yeah, I the first thing that jumps out at me is I'm so glad they picked Cody Walker because his form is absolutely ridiculous this season, and if he had been left out, I think it would have been a really bad sign for the direction that they were going in with these teams. I think New South Wales too often overlooks form players for for other reasons, and I don't know why, what the other reasons are, but you sometimes leave out form players and you think, you know, why would they do that? So I was happy to see Walker in there. I guess the big talking point is Nathan Cleary, but after all of the injuries that happened to everybody that was even close to being a halfback, it was like, it was what almost... A- what a horror him. weekend for halfbacks in, in selection for the Blues. I mean, in the end, you got down to, if it wasn't clear, it was going to be either Chad Townsend, most likely, or I dare say the next cap off the rank was going to be Luke Brooks. Yeah, which is and, unbelievable. I was going to say, to be honest, all, all three are, are, have been in good form the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um there was someone else who we didn't mention because he doesn't deserve to be there, and that's Mitch Moses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides, he's focused on playing for Parramatta. So, yeah, know. can't even pick him. Just selfless. Yeah. He's not even interested in playing for New South Wales, so nah. why would you pick him? Exactly. <laughs> um, I suppose the other one for me was... Um, surprise was a surprise was Nick Kotrick being picked. Not in a surprise in a bad way, though. I'm not, I'm not disappointed to see him there. I think he's going to do a great job there. Yeah. Um, just... He... He sort of exploded under the scene and then, and just sort of, he didn't plateau. He just sort of stayed at the same level the whole time mm-hmm. and sort of slowly drifted out of your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the reason why I sort of forgot him. And I also had, um, I also had picked Tupo over him, but I think Tupo got injured recently. So yeah, I think I, I think they probably would have gone with Mitchell, the Mitchell Tupo combination <laughs> if he had been fit, but. Um, it, that was unfortunate, his injury at that time. Also, Kotrick gives you another big body it, that you would like to bring him back the ball. Um, Absolutely. You know, and I, I guess at a stretch, he could probably play in your back row if you really needed him to, but I don't think they'll be needing to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, like, it's a really good side. It's really hard to argue against anyone. I think with... The five deputants in the side, it's probably helped Josh Morris's case because you select him, he's got all the experience in the world. You don't have to worry about him. Um, but so many informed players in this team. I think the forward pack pretty much picks itself. Um, there's some question marks about Tyson Frizzell, which you and I talked about last night. Um, hopefully he's fit enough to play. It was a terrible knockout that he had yesterday. And when he was like, you saw him in the dressing sheds and he was worried about his face it wasn't just his jaw it was more his face so mm. but i think that it would have come out already if he'd been if he had a, a cracked cheekbone or something he seemed to cop that hit right on on the button um but yeah, oh, God, that was, was terrible that was a hard hit yeah um and yeah so i'm 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 not a i'm not a opposed to frizzell being there he's 
He struggled a bit this year, not too much because of form, but just because he just had niggling injuries after injuries. I mean, mm. you know, scratching his nut. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, i tell you what, I'd, I'd still be lying on the ground from that. I'd, yeah. I'd still have the doctors around me going, just let me stand and be like, no, get away from me. <laughs> don't touch it, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, it's been eight weeks, league freak. It's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> You have no idea what this feels like, people. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. So, uh, but if he's if he's fit, I think that 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 forward pack picks itself. I also think he hasn't been helped by the way the um the dragons have been playing the last few weeks, and and you know the way the coach has been coaching them. So that's been a bit of a a disaster for them. But yeah. Uh, I'd I love the forward pack. I think the forward pack is great. And I, I really like the bench as well. I'm a little bit surprised that um, Billy Slater's twin isn't in the side. What's his name again? Yeah, Vic Radley. Vic Radley, yeah. Because he would have been my first bench player I selected. Um, but, yeah, it, it you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he came into the side at some point, especially if Frizzell's, like, injured, you know, but I, I like the bench. I think it's a pretty good bench. I think Whiten, as a utility player, it's a little bit interesting, but he's big enough that, you know, you can chuck him anywhere in the back line. You could play him at fullback if you needed to. You could play him, you know, centres, wing, 5'8", no problems. And, yeah, so I, I, I've got no problems with having a player like him. And I think that New South Wales have that luxury as well. Yeah, there's been... There has been a bit of criticism by some fans about the selection of Josh Morris. Um, mm-hmm. But let's be honest, he's going to be defending, you know, Ponga, Morgan, Munster. That's going to be all on that side there. Yeah. Um, you need a good defensive centre. And he spent the best part of his origin career, you know, shutting down Greg was pretty well. Yeah. Um, so... To me, that's a no-brainer, and I, that's why I picked him in my team too a few a few weeks ago in our, yeah. our previous episode. I just thought we you can't have a rookie there who may be a bit suspect in defence. Um, and I I saw some people suggesting that White should be starting ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Morris's defence is immensely better than White's, and that's what you're going to need on that side over there. Yeah especially with a rookie winging, winger next to him. Um, so I'm, I I think that's possibly one of the smartest selections they've made in this side. Yeah, um, and once again, that's a luxury that, that Fittler has as coach hmm. as well. Um, exactly. You know, they're the winning team. Um, they've got a settled team. They've got a team that, for the most part, is in form, and he can make a decision like that, where New South Wales hasn't been able to do that in the past. No, I fully agree, mate. And uh, I was just going to say, how unlucky do you think um, some other players were? Like, do you think James Maloney should have been in there or, or should have been considered a bit more highly? No. No, I don't. I think that if you had to play him, like if all of the other players had been injured and you had to play him, he would have got the job done for you. But I, I couldn't have picked him. Um, I, I really do. I think the only player that I'm... I feel a bit sorry for his Victor Radley. I really would have had him in there, especially considering he started the season pretty well and then had to move into hooker. And I think that that's kind of taken him off the radar a little bit, having to play hook for the Roosters. 
But yeah, he's the only one that I really look at this team and think, wow, he's he's uh, very unlucky. Uh, maybe you could say Adam Reynolds. He, he's, but I think that that injury is a little bit worse than what they were probably saying yesterday in terms of I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play this coming round for the Rabbitohs, which means that he wouldn't have been in this team. And I think even I, I think it was Brad Fittler that was saying on TV that um, you kind of need those players right from the get-go. You need your, your halves to be out there running around doing everything for the team. You can't kind of wait for your halfback to be ready two days out from origin. So um, maybe that's a little bit unlucky, but not not too much. But, yeah, just Victor Radley, really, for me. How about you? Was there anyone that you thought should have been in there? Um, the only player that I I was kind of hoping would get picked would have, was Ryan Madison. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not disappointed that he hasn't been picked. I think it would have been between him and Murray on the bench. Yeah. Um, and you can't deny the fact that Murray has been just sensational this year. Um, so I suppose the other would have been Angus Crichton and whether he, he's probably the only genuinely out of form sort of player on the, on the bench there. Mm-hmm. So, and he's got like we were looking up this up last night. He's got a hell of a lot more experience than people will realise. Mm, like he's he played a he's played a fair few Origin games now. So, um, I think that that's probably part of it. I think that sometimes in Origin, and Queensland have done this a lot. I feel like that New South Wales did it more in the the nineties. There are some players that you just know are going to get the job done. I think Morris is like that at the moment where if you pick them, you kind of know what you're going to get out of them. And I think he's one of those players that they, they know they'll get something out of him. Um, and, and at the very least, he's better than an unknown quantity on the bench. So I've got no problems with selecting him. No, I think that's, uh, as I said, I I can't really argue with the with the selections they've made there. Um, and the Madison one's probably more more team bias than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, look I I think I think the New South Wales side is is pretty damn strong. I that's especially based on form. I I don't know how Queensland gets close to them on the scoreboard. So well so predicting a score very early on, what do you predict? Like big New South Wales win, close game, low scoring, high scoring. I'm thinking Game ones tend to be either very tight or occasionally a bit of a blowout. I'm thinking mm. this one here might be um, New South Wales 26 to 8. Yeah, I feel like early on it's going to be close, which is, you know, genius quote. That's a Braith and Aster one. Early it's on in there. the game, the scores will be close. Um, I, I think it's going to be one of those games where New South Wales probably realises at about the 60-minute mark that they're a, a a bit of a step or two ahead of this Queensland team, especially once the forward rotations are into it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good scoreline to aim for. Um, you know, this is it's a real change in the guard. It's interesting because I saw somebody on my Twitter list saying that it, it was strange to see Queensland are in a completely different era now in terms of the players they grew up watching. And... Uh, so, yeah, this is a real starting point for Queensland once again, and it's going to be interesting to see if their younger players step up 
But this Blues team, I really like the look of it. And, yeah, I reckon that they'll probably score high 20s if they can start hooking it up pretty well. Um, yeah. Really like it. Yeah, likewise. So, yeah, so we've got... There's a pretty unanimous feeling around the around the whole world, that, uh, especially except for in Queensland, that... Uh, New South Wales is going to win this game and yeah. reasonably well. Do yeah. they win the series 3-0, do you think? Well, that's the thing. Um, I w- I tell you what, I would say this. Queensland can't afford very many injuries at all, if any. And I think that as the series goes on, both teams are going to lose players. And Queensland are very threadbare at the moment, whereas New South Wales... I mean, there are a bunch of players, even if you look at the players that will be coming back from injury and stuff, they've got an embarrassment of riches at the moment. So whenever we say that, it's normally a 3-0 Queensland series win. <laughs> 1995, oh, I still have nightmares. But, yeah, I th- I think that if if New South Wales were going to, if you're going to pick a series, this has probably been the first one since Brad Fittler and Andrew Johnson were running around where you could probably go into the series and say uh, New South Wales look like they could sweep it. No, I uh, I fully agree. I reckon they, they'll go very close to a 3-0 win here. All righty. Nice. Well, uh, I was going to say that, that pretty much wraps up this one. Yep. I still Short but those. sweet. Um, it wouldn't be a, a proper... Burger on the Freak podcast without a quick mention of the starting block. Definitely. The starting block is where I go for all of my information on how to set up a podcast before you're actually going to podcast, but then ending it before you start the podcast. Wonderful. Just a wonderful... The two people that I would say are the salt of the earth, you know? Absolutely. I was going to say, I actually renounced my religion on the week, during the week. Oh, really? Yeah, I stopped. I stopped. I threw all my Bibles out and all my Qurans and all those other religious texts because I, I followed all of them. Very yeah, spiritual yeah. human. Um, yeah. Threw them all out, and I just spent the whole week just listening to every single starting block podcast I could, and found that I've, I'm much more in tune with the world. Yeah. See, um, I would I would renounce my religion, but you know it's a bit of a cult. And it's a kind of me is the religion, so I can't really do that, you know. Otherwise, people stop worshiping me and things like that. I can't have that. I got to get them to the Kool Aid stage first. But uh, if I was going to renounce, renounce my religion, I definitely it'd be starting block. Yeah, it's um, it's enlightening. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we got heaps of stuff lined up. Oh, for boy. Origin coming yeah. up. We've got some shit that is going to blow people's minds, some guests. So, like, we've even got a special a special thing we're working on as well. So yeah. it's going to be good. And we've also got a special episode about the starting block. So don't think that this is just a bit of a playing a down caper. This it is just to remind everyone that, yeah, the game's still on. It has only just begun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just keep, keep your ears peeled for that one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, people. We'll uh, we'll catch you all later.